Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, my name is Christopher Price, the Boston Globe. Welcome back to another edition of the Patriots Report right here on the Believe Podcast Network. This week's guest, Coach Ricky Spradling, an assistant at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. This is a guy who knows Cole Strange better than most. He's going to be able to give us a scouting report on the Patriots' first round pick. Before we get into that, I want to let you guys know, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that Major League Baseball is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It is super easy to get started, so head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now let's get to our conversation with Coach Ricky Spradlin. Coach, thank you so much for joining me. First question for me is we've all seen the film. We've watched Cole work in game situations as well as the time at the Senior Bowl. Tell me about him as an individual. What sort of person did the Patriots get with their first round pick? Uh, I think, you know, a lot of people say you kind of get what you see with Cole. You know, just a very authentic, genuine uh, human being, you know, just as nice as they come off the field, but then on the field, you know, he, he plays the game like you want guys to play. You know what I mean? He's, he's nasty. He's attentive. He works his ass off. You know, he, he's there to help the young guys out. Uh, but he just, when it comes to off the field, you know, he's, he's a psychology major. So when you would see him, there'd be times we, we'd eat pregame, you know, he's hanging out with the guys. And then after he's done with pregame, he's over there reading a book by himself. And then when you have a deep conversation with him and you're talking with him, you can tell uh, that his, you know, that's the type of guy he is as far as just a very cerebral, genuine type dude, you know, that was a great ambassador for our program. And, and we, you know, we couldn't be any more happier than we are for, for Cole and, and his accomplishments. Lots of talk up here that Cole was overdrafted, and I know that's not on him, but, but in, you know, in relation to the Patriots, it, New England had waited another 10 or 20 picks. A lot of people still liked him, but the, the consensus among some people was that he was more of a second-round guy. He was more of a third-round guy. They still could have had him if they had waited. What do you say to that? I think it's, you know, Kyle Shanahan, there's a clip of him the other day where, you know, he talked about the, the perception of the media and and where everybody thinks certain guys should go and uh and then a lot of times we were talking about you know around here as you know who are we to question bill belichick um and his draft picks you know what i mean i think that guy's uh kind of his his record kind of spoke for himself you know for itself and, and he's done a good job you know obviously up at the patriots but you know we we all thought initially third round you know then he got you know the senior bowl invite and and he had some good games against, you know, the, the Power Five programs like Kentucky. So, uh, you know, then it started talk become, you know, start becoming second round, maybe a high second round draft pick. Um, so it did, you know, first round kind of surprised me. But then you you look at who that dude is and how he works, and you know his eagerness just to get the job done. You know, it doesn't shock us that he was a first round 
guy, but that that's kind of my whole thing. Like, I think it was more media perception and, and where you guys think certain guys should go, you know, kind of the reality was uh, the Patriots thought he was a number one draft pick and, and I fully support that. You know, the, the kid will go in there, he'll work his ass off and he'll do exactly what he's told and, uh, and he'll get the job done. However, however he's got to do the job, he'll, he'll find a way to get the job done. So, you know, it, initially it kind of, it kind of surprised me, but um, again, after, after listening to these other coaches, you know, Sean McVay, I, you know, I think he was kind of misunderstood on, on his quote. Mm. You know, I think he was just kind of shocked that everybody was talking that second or third round, that's where he was going to be. And then the Patriots came and got him, you know, it's just, it only takes one coach, you know, the, to pull the trigger on these guys. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad they did, but it's, it's funny, you know, I was in uh, the division two league. I was coaching a couple of years when Kyle uh, Duggar came out from Lenore Ryan. So I was in that same league and, um, you know, I know that kind of shocked some people too, but it's, you know, after seeing Kyle play and seeing Cole play, the, the similar qualities are they, they were extremely dominant at their level. You know what I mean? And, and so I think that I think Kyle's done a good enough job to kind of show that he was kind of worthy of that pick, but um, that's kind of, I see the same thing. And, and Cole was, they were dominant at their levels and, and they're willing to do what needs to be done to earn the job, you know? So, so I'm, I'm happy for him. He certainly appears, at least on paper, to be a versatile offensive lineman. He played multiple positions in college with you guys at Chattanooga. Where was he best, and where do you anticipate him fitting in at the next level? You know, he he could do a whole lot. So, and it's funny, Chris. You know that, that cat. He didn't have uh, the the same O line coach each year. It, it was somebody different he had each year. You know what I mean? So, so he was having to adjust uh, to a new coach coming in. You know, we were in transition when we played our spring season um, and we didn't have an O-line coach. So I jumped in there. You know, I was coaching running backs. They moved me over to offensive line coach. So he had to deal with me. And and half the time I was leaning on him um, to help me coach the young guys up. You know what I mean? So uh, he's never had the same coach. Um, he's always had to learn different techniques and all that stuff. But to me, you know, I, I think he's really good at, at offensive guard position. Now, at the next level, you know, I'm not, I know a lot of people projecting him as a center. Um, he played center for us. We, we lost two of our centers in uh, 2019 towards the end of the season. He jumped right in uh, without even really practicing center and uh, was able to uh, make the calls, uh, didn't have any bad snaps or anything like that. So we held up his center. He's played both guard positions. And then this past year, we, we lost a few bodies at tackle um, and Cole finished the season out at left tackle for us. Um, so very versatile, you know, he, he can jump right in. I think, the one thing that he had to get caught up with at center was kind of just the IDs and the terminology and, and kind of being the, the field general for, you know, the offensive line where he's got to make the calls. Usually he knows where he's going, but he never had to vocally make certain ID checks or anything like that. So I think him having to uh, get caught up with that, I don't think that that's going to be very hard for him. Um, but, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talking about the center. He, he did a great job when he was, uh, playing at the senior bowl when he played center you know he's got an extremely fast first step so you know we our majority runs were uh, inside zone and outside zone and and uh, I, I think he's extremely good at both those schemes um, but you know I he can play all positions now but to me the best fit at the next level probably center or guard 
if you're a defensive coordinator and you're putting together a, a game plan, you're putting together a scouting report on Cole, give me one strength that stands out for you and one weakness, one area that he needs to work on if he wants to be able to succeed at the next level. As far as strengths go, um, his effort and his ability to finish the opponents, you know, it's one of those times where or a lot of a lot of times where we're we're watching the game from the sideline and all of a sudden we all got to jump out of the way because Cole's blocking his guy into the sideline, you know, where it's, <laughs> you know, it's, he knows how to finish the play and he knows how to, you know, really walk that fine line of when the whistle's blown and whistle's not blown, you know, so, so he does a good job finishing his effort. I think that's the best thing about him. Kid works extremely hard and plays extremely hard, you know, the way you need to play the game um, weakness, you know, I don't, I don't know really uh, a certain skill set that I could say that's his weakness. To me, it's just kind of not having as much experience at maybe the center position, you know what I mean? And, and so him catching up to that, which I think he got, he got a lot of experience in the senior bowl going against some of the best D linemen in the country, you know? So I think him just getting caught up to the speed and, and adjusting to uh, that position, I, I don't think it's a weakness. I just think it's, you know, room that he can grow in, you know, so um, works hard and then just got to get caught up with a, with a new position. You referenced his overall development before. Was there a time, maybe it was a practice, maybe a game, maybe even just a conversation you had with him where you realized that Cole had a chance to play on Sundays? Um, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, we got here in 2019, our, our staff, Rusty uh, brought us in in 19 and, and you could see right away, his athleticism. Um, and then I think he just, man, he put his nose down and, uh, you know, as far as just, you know, being a, being a professional, being where your feet are creating opportunities for himself. He, he dove right in and you can never catch the guy slipping. You know what I mean? He was always out there in pre-practice, uh, working on technique or, you know, as soon as practice done, he's in the film room, um, watching that day's practice and then watch the opponent and he's taking notes, you know what I mean? So um, I think just as we went through the years, it was just, you just saw him get better and better and better. And then you started playing certain opponents uh, like Western Kentucky and some bigger opponents like Kentucky, where he just had a lights out game. I think that kind of solidified, you know, yeah, this, this cat can play with anybody. Um, but it, it was, you could kind of see it from from the first year we got here. You know, he, he was athletic enough and uh, didn't didn't have as much weight as he has now. Um, so he had to work his tail off. And, uh, you know, he's eating three meals uh, uh, in the morning, three meals at lunch, and he's just trying to stuff his face up. And, and finally he gets up, you know, to 315. And it doesn't look like he wears 315 better than I wear uh, 205. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like he has any body fat whatsoever. So it's just – you know, I think that just as the years went on, we just kind of knew that the kid can play and, and he can play at the next level, no no doubt about it. Where where he would go, we weren't sure, but we knew he could play play ball, you know. In your mind, is there an NFL comparison for him? There are people up here in New England who believe there's some similarities, at least on paper, between Cole and Logan Mankins in terms of versatility, nastiness. In fact, he was taken there. Both of them were taken at the end of the first round. I know that's pretty high praise, but for you, is there someone who he reminds you of? Uh, to be honest, Chris, um, no one that comes to mind. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of guys just to me. It's it's the 
it's the old school mentality, whoever you have that's just aggressive, um, that truly loves the game, you know what I mean? And, and uh, but as far as just somebody that just comes to mind, you know, unfortunately I, I don't have a name for you, but I just, you know, I, I think the kid um, can overcome any, any weakness he might have just, just from the type of kid he is, you know what I mean? And, and I think he's going to be ultra successful because how he carries himself and, uh, and, uh, you know, how he approaches every day. But um, one that comes out, sorry, I, I ain't got one that comes to mind right now. But I'll, I'll text you later if I do. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no worries at all. Uh, last question for me here, Ricky. It, it, if people need to know one thing about Cole, if they want to take away one thing, whether it's on the field, off the field, you know, as an individual, as a ball player, what's the most important thing that you learned about him when he was there that people in New England need to know? You know, like I mentioned before, you, you get what you see. He's not going to try to be somebody he's not. Um, he's going to show up every day. He's going to play through injury. Um, he's he's an ultimate team guy. He's going to be a great guy in the locker room. He's going to get along with everybody. And, uh, um, you know, I just think he's, he's a, as versatile of a guy as we've ever had in this program, but as good of an ambassador that, that we've also ever had. And, and so – um, we're extremely proud of him. Um, and, and, you know, we, you got a whole bunch of Pat fans now. I know that, uh, down here. So, uh, you know, y'all, y'all take care of our guy up there, but man, he's a good guy as there is, and, and he's going to fight his ass off and he's going to do exactly what you asked him to do. So, you know, I, I think y'all got to steal, but, uh, you know, as, as we all know, only time can tell, you know, coach, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about Cole. Sure. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.